preparing for and learning from your first podcast episode. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 300. Thank you for joining me for this special 300th episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm actually celebrating two things around this time. One is obviously the 300th episode of the Audacity to Podcast, and the other thing is that April 2nd, 2017 was my 10th anniversary in podcasting. The very first episode of my very first podcast was published 10 years ago on that day. And it's amazing to see how the podcasting space has grown since then. I love the relationships that I've developed since then. I love where my life is today because of podcasting. And I do truly believe that podcasting is integral to how my life has progressed and changed over the years and and how God has used podcasting in my life to enable me to do amazing things and and not to brag on myself, but to say podcasting has opened incredible doors and I hope it does that for you too. And I'll be telling you more about my own story with podcasting, actually the full story from when I was a kid and I had a dream to work for an organization to fulfilling that dream to then looking around and wondering what next and how podcasting led me through that and how podcasting even led me through a deep, dark period of depression and all kinds of bad things that happened in my life and where podcasting is taking me today and other things along the way. And I'm excited to answer some of the questions that members of Podcaster Society have sent in for me that I'll be addressing in that. But that's coming up in the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast. For this, my 300th episode, I want to take a look back and make this applicable to you. Whether you are preparing your podcast for its launch, you're in the early stages, maybe you know you want to podcast, but you don't have that first episode recorded, let alone published yet. Maybe you're on the other side of episode one and you've been podcasting for a while. You've now matured beyond the kind of podcaster you were back in episode one. What can you learn from looking back at episode one, your episode one, as well as my episode one? So I have for you eight things to help you prepare for and learn from your first podcast episode. If you want to follow along in the show notes for this episode, number 300, then go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash first episode. And throughout my discussion here, I will be using my first episode as much of the inspiration for these different points. And you're certainly welcome to go back and listen to that first episode, which I published on June 17, 2010. And it was called You Need Passion, Organization, and Dialogue, POD, to podcast. Go ahead and listen to it if you dare. It's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash one. And near the end of this episode, I've got a special surprise for you from my friend Emily Prokop, host of The Story Behind Podcast. When she looked back at my first episode, that will be really entertaining. I laughed many times listening to it, and I hope you enjoy it too. But let's start with these eight things for preparing for and learning from your first podcast episode. Number one, serve your audience. In my first episode, I spent 
too much time talking about what a podcast is. Yeah. And by the way, even as far back as 2010, I addressed the debate over the word podcast because Twit around that time was talking about, oh, let's change the name to Netcast or other people were talking about webcast. Does that sound familiar? Here we are many years later still debating the word podcast. Well, some people are debating the word podcast. But my target audience for the Audacity podcast when I started was existing and want to be podcasters. So it's reasonable to assume they knew what a podcast was. I didn't have to explain what a podcast was to them. I wasn't serving them well because I didn't really think about who my audience was. So to help you along with this, here are three questions that you could consider. First, why are you podcasting? If serving others in some kind of language isn't part of your answer for why you're podcasting, then you may need to reevaluate your reasons for podcasting. Now, yes, part of your reason could be to grow your business. Well, then let's talk about why does your business exist? If the only reason your business exists is to make money, that's not a good reason for the business to exist. I would hope that your business or your podcast or whatever it is that you're doing exists because you want to impact the world. You want to make the world a better place. And a podcast is, I believe, one of, if not the best ways that you can do that today with the technology and the power that we have. So why are you podcasting? And a side note to that is how does that enable you to make the world a better place? If you are a comedy podcaster, you're making the world a better place by making people laugh. If you're a faith-based podcaster, you're making the world a better place by helping people to be stronger in their faith, question things they should, have better answers to things that they've questioned. If you have a technology podcast, you're educating people, you're teaching people, you're informing them, maybe you're feeding their passions, and you're making them enjoy their day better. There are all kinds of ways you can use podcasting to change the world for the better. So why are you podcasting? Make sure Serving your audience is key to that. Second, whom are you podcasting to? And a side question to that is, what do they actually need? Understand and get to know your audience by asking them questions. Maybe you don't have an audience yet. Well, go where your ideal audience is and ask them questions. You can say, hey, I'm preparing or researching for a podcast I'm about to launch, but I want to get to know you. It's okay if you don't listen to my podcast, but I do want to know what kinds of things would you want to learn in a podcast about such and such? What would you want to know about this industry? What are some of the problems you're facing? Those can give you inspirations for content as well as help you to better understand and get to know your audience. And getting to know goes beyond understanding their needs that are relevant to your podcast, but it also means getting to know them by name, by personality. By face, if you can, and voice. Third, what expectations are you setting up for your podcast? A lot of people came to the Audacity to Podcast back in 2010 looking for information on the Audacity software. And sure enough, I positioned the Audacity to Podcast as a podcast about podcasting and Audacity. I still have lots of business cards today that say 
a podcast about podcasting and audacity. And the name, The Audacity to Podcast, has that double meaning because back in that first episode, I even revealed saying, I named it this way because I'm hoping some people will find it when they're searching about how to podcast with audacity. And I said in that first episode, I will be talking and featuring audacity in my episodes and talking specifically about how you do certain things in audacity. But I set up the expectation a little bit too much that it was a podcast about audacity. And I didn't directly discuss audacity until several episodes in. And this is actually a point that my now great friend Dave Jackson made this point in his podcast back then when he discovered that I just launched my podcast. I remember his saying something like, it's an interesting sounding podcast and it's a podcast about audacity, but he hasn't had an episode about audacity for at all yet. (laughs) Even when Leo Laporte handed me the podcast award in 2013, he said something about, huh, it would be a podcast about audacity to win. And I know this is partially a thing I can't get away from. I will be making branding changes that make it more obvious that when I say the audacity to podcast, I mean the audacity to podcast. That's even starting to become the way I introduce it to people. Maybe not so emphatically like that, but I do say the audacity to podcast. So the point is to know what the expectations of your audience are, and you are setting up those expectations and how you position your podcast. So deliver what people came for, and they'll often stay for more. So this is number one, serve your audience. This should be your top priority for your first episode, or if you're many episodes into this, looking back at your first episode, serve your audience. Number two, respect your audience's time. Oh, I cringed when I discovered that my first episode of the Audacity to Podcast started with an ad. No, it wasn't a sponsor like Squarespace or Audible or something like that. It was an ad for my own business, which is now a retired graphic and web design business. But I was advertising and it started off with this ad that at first when you hear the ad, you can't even tell it's me because I'm saying something about D. Joseph Design and all of this stuff. And then at the end, I say, by the way, that's me. So if you hire D. Joseph Design, you're hiring me and you're working with me. I also spent too much time talking about myself and talking about the podcast instead of simply giving the podcast. And there is a place for talking about yourself. There is a place for talking about the podcast. But I really suggest the first episode is not that place, or at least not the main theme of that first episode. Respect your audience's time. Give them value right away. Now, and speaking of right away, in that first episode of the Audacity to Podcast, it took nearly three minutes to get into the actual content of the episode. Oh my gosh. I know there are certain times where an introduction may stretch out, kind of like the introduction for this episode. But if that introduction is unique, if it's relevant, then it is part of the actual content. Now, some people may not mind if you waste a little of their time, and that's some people. But I'm confident no one will hate you for respecting their time and for not wasting their time. Don't worry about making your first episodes or any episodes of your podcast an ideal length. There really isn't such a thing. The ideal length of a podcast episode is the same as the ideal length of string. It's really about what do you want it for? How are you going to use it? How long does it need to be? And that's how long it should be. However long that is for your own podcast, make every minute count. 
and your audience will most likely not care how many minutes you give them. If you have a three-hour-long podcast or a five-minute podcast, as long as it's great value presented well and you are respecting your audience's time, they will respect you for that. That's number two, respect your audience's time. Number three, plan your show's future. You've heard me talk about this often. Before I started the Audacity to Podcast, I made a list of 35 topics I wanted to cover. Listening back to that first episode of the Audacity to Podcast, I must have actually had that list in front of me. And I was live streaming at that time on YouTube, so there was video. And I held up the paper. I heard the paper rattle at some point, And I held it up, a yellow piece of notepad paper that had my list of 35 topics I wanted to cover in the Audacity to Podcast in future episodes. And that simple plan... It wasn't anything like, oh, the five points of this or 10 things you need to know about that or five ways to do this. It was simply stuff like Facebook, stats, Google Analytics, WordPress, plugins, things like that. Extremely basic. That simple plan gave me direction for the future. And that approach to listing out future topics, brainstorming ideas and such continues to help me consistently create new content. So whether you're launching your podcast or you've been podcasting for a while, try brainstorming a list of future topics. These could be themes, guests, stories, products to review, movies to review, anything like that, and anything else that you can write down. Make some kind of list so you know what you're going to do next episode or the episode after that. It's okay if your list changes. Now, I talked a whole lot more about how to brainstorm future podcast topics in episode 195 of the Audacity to Podcast. So if you want the link to that, it's in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash first episode. Looking back also at the Audacity to Podcast in those early days of 2010, the first iTunes review I ever received was from, get this, Eric Fisher. He's now a great friend and the host of Beyond the To-Do List, which is on my network. Now, Eric didn't have that podcast back then. I barely even knew Eric. Actually, I'm not even sure if I did know Eric back then. I think I kind of knew him a little bit. Uh, Maybe he had joined me for a podcast episode or two on my comedy podcast. But his review of the podcast demonstrates the, the perceived value in having and following a plan Not necessarily sharing that plan directly with your audience, but that your audience can tell you have a plan, just like the Cylons. So Eric's review back then said, let me be the first to say that this show will be around a while. (laughs) Here I am seven years later reading this to you. And Eric continued saying, I say that not just because Daniel has it planned out, but because even after just two episodes, it's that good. This show will empower you to podcast through information and motivation. Great job. Well, thank you, Eric, for that review. That was the first ever review I received back in June 2010, shortly after I'd launched the Audacity to Podcast. And to see today where my relationship with Eric has grown, a great friendship and camaraderie, and even partnership partially with his involvement in my podcast network in ways I help him, in ways that he helps me. And we're in a mastermind group together, encouraging each other to grow our businesses and our personal lives. And to recognize that those first few episodes of my podcast were rough. And yet, here seven years later, to see that there was still value in them. 
please be encouraged by that. Don't be discouraged if you feel like your first couple episodes aren't perfect. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. But this is point three. Plan your show's future, where you want to go with your show on a big scale. Overall, where do you want to be with your show a year from now, two years from now? How many episodes? What do you want those episodes to be about? Number four, prepare your content and presentation. So you have that plan, which is the bird's eye view of your podcast, the overall view. Then the more detailed view is your preparation of the content and presentation. Looking back at my first episode, I don't remember exactly how long I spent preparing that first episode, but listening to that episode, I have a pretty good feeling I spent about as much time preparing that episode as I spent coming up with POD, Passion, Organization, and Dialogue. I probably spent no time whatsoever planning and preparing how I would communicate that message, deciding the flow of the conversation, what illustrations, what other things I wanted to say. And I can tell because listening to that episode, there were many times I changed my mind on something or I didn't have something prepared or in front of me. I hadn't thought through my illustrations or stories or information I wanted to share. I relied a bit too much on my own experience. And that can be something that we all fall into, relying too much on our own skills. Now, the better you prepare, the fewer mistakes you'll make later on, and thus fewer things you may want to edit out if you do editing of your podcast. Because when your podcast is very clearly presented and you have good content, then an occasional mess up or an um, an awkward pause, stumbling over a word, doesn't matter all that much because the value is still there. But if you don't prepare your content and your presentation of that content, how you're going to communicate, then you can stumble a lot because you don't really know where you want to go. You don't know how you want to say this. You don't know how you're going to transition from one thing to another. You end up wasting a lot of time in the process. And that goes back to number two, respect your audience's time. When you prepare your content and your presentation of that content, you can respect their time better and produce a much better podcast. That's number four. Number five, be yourself. When I started the Audacity to Podcast, I'd already been podcasting for a couple years or a few years because my first podcast was in 2007. Nonetheless, I was still finding my voice. I wasn't necessarily trying to be anyone else in particular, like a Leo Laporte or a Cliff Ravenscraft or a John Wilkerson or a Mignon Fogarty or anyone else like that. But I was trying to be bigger than life. And that's not a bad thing by itself. I do recommend that. But I was trying to do it in a way that didn't actually fit my own life. I could hear in my voice how I was trying to sound like a radio DJ or a voiceover artist with the way that I said things and opened up the podcast and stuff. And that just wasn't me. Now today, when you hear me in the Audacity to Podcast, say, welcome to the Audacity to Podcast. That is me. That's not me trying to be someone else. That is me. That's a little bit bigger than I normally am. And when I talk to you here in the podcast, it is a little bit bigger than I normally am, but it's still me. I'm not masking myself. I'm not hiding my personality. I'm not trying to be someone else. I'm giving the cliche 110%. No, it's more like I'm giving a little bit more. I'm giving more energy 
because in the process of communicating through the internet, through audio, through video, through whatever means, if you are not face-to-face, in person, one-on-one with the person, then a lot of subtleties can be lost in what you have left as your form of communication. And therefore, you may need to amplify yourself a little bit, enunciate a little more clearly, project a little more, use bigger hand gestures, get a little bit more excited, express a little bit more emotion. This is all still you, but it's putting a little bit more adrenaline behind it. But remember to amplify yourself, not something else. That's number five, be yourself. Number six, stay focused. Boy, was I distracted in that first episode of the Audacity to Podcast. It reminded me of another podcast I recently unsubscribed from. And why did I unsubscribe from that podcast? Because the host sounded distracted. They weren't focused on their topic. They sounded unprepared. They sounded amateur. And I realized listening to my first episode, I made all those same mistakes. Listening to my first episode bothered me. I was irritated by it. I was trying to explain the podcast in that first episode. I was trying to demonstrate my expertise. I was trying to engage with a live chat audience. And because of all of that, I got distracted many times by being interrupted by the chat room or by stumbling over how I said something because I wasn't fully focused on presenting that material as much as possible. Focus on the message you want to share and whom you want to share it with. Whether that be someone you're actually looking at, maybe you stream it live. Well, focus most on presenting that message to those people. I also recommend focusing on building only one podcast at a time. In that first episode of the Audacity to Podcast, I teased the idea of starting another podcast because this was around the same time I launched Noodle Mix Network. At that time, the only other podcasts I knew of that were about that topic had stopped podcasting. So I could have the one and only active podcast in that niche at that time. And you're probably wondering what that niche was. Soundtracks. I'm a big fan of movie soundtracks like John Williams, James Horner, Hans Zimmer, people like that that make awesome music that just, it really inspires me. And in fact, a particular soundtrack was what set me off years ago to pursue my dreams, which led to where I am today. So soundtracks are tightly integrated with me and my life. And I'll tell you more about what that soundtrack was in my next episode of the Audacity podcast when I'll be sharing that full story. And I may even play a portion of that soundtrack so you can hear how inspirational it is. And maybe you'll be inspired to change the world too. But when you start a podcast, I know it it can be a lot of fun. The adrenaline you get from it, the connections, the awesome opportunities can be addicting and you might feel like starting another podcast. But I really recommend that you not. Focus on growing one podcast at a time. And that's what happened back then. The reason why you never heard of that soundtrack podcast and you never heard it at all is because I never launched it. Why did I never launch it? Because I wanted to focus on the Audacity podcast and the other podcasts that I already had at that time, making them better. And also 2010 was the year that I got married. So I knew that I would have limited time on 
podcasting stuff because I was still working at a full-time job at that time, although I did have a plan of how that would change. But I'll share that story in the next episode of the podcast. And because of that focus on content, on improving that podcast, making it better episode after episode, and not being content with the status quo, but being passionate about excellence, that's what's made the Audacity to Podcast the success that it is today. Not an overnight success, certainly, and not one of these big successes that's on fire or anything like that, but I do consider it a success. I'm not rich, but I am providing for my family because of the focus. And focusing is a lesson that I continue to learn and something I continue to struggle with. But even at this time when I'm recording this episode, I'm cutting certain things out of my business so I can focus more on podcaster society. You've heard me talk about this before. It's my membership site for people who want to improve their podcasts. And I want to improve podcaster society. And I will be focusing on that by, by the time you're listening to this, closing the doors on podcaster society to say no more members right now i want to make sure i make it a great experience for the members i already have make it easier to navigate make the resources even better make resources that these members are asking for i'd rather focus on serving and keeping the members i already have than bring in more members at least at this time so i need to focus on that that's how i'm still employing the idea of focus And when you're starting your podcast or when you're many episodes into your podcast, I highly recommend you stay focused. That's number six. Number seven, don't obsess. The audio quality of my first episode was not great. It sounds even worse now because the version you hear was from my, at some point, going back and reprocessing the audio from that episode because I later discovered better methods for compressing audio and such and i think i messed up the audio even more maybe it was actually messed up that much back then there was a noticeable background noise from my computer and that's because i was live streaming and i was doing that on an even slower computer back then so the cpu fan was revving up and you can hear that background noise behind my voice and because of the processing i did on the audio There were horribly amplified breath noises (gasps) throughout the episode. And that was a processing problem as well as probably a technique problem. And I did use a compressor limiter gate plugin within Audacity to try and process the audio. But what happened with it is that it made the background noise more noticeable by punching it in and out and we sometimes use this phrase punchy when referring to compression or gating and that's where it sounds like the audio is coming in out in out in out in out in out and punching back and forth like that and that was happening a bit as well as the background noise would be completely gone and then i would start talking and come back and that makes the background noise even a bit more noticeable when it's not simply reduced and still there but completely gone in certain areas but present in other areas so that first episode the audio quality for a podcast about podcasting especially the audio quality was not good that first episode also launched alongside the extremely underdeveloped at that time noodle mix network that had a horrible looking website 
stuff did not look branded at all. It was a white background, white text. It really looked like a wireframe. And I even referenced it as a wireframe design within that episode. Sure, those things probably mattered and might have turned a few people away from the podcast back then. But those were short-term problems that today don't affect me anymore. Now, today, the number one obsession for new podcasters seems to be with their, quote, massive launch, unquote. That would be stuff like reviews, iTunes new and noteworthy, ranking, having a certain number of episodes in the can, launch partners, and stuff like that. When I started the Audacity to Podcast, I had zero reviews, but I was featured on the front page of iTunes, yes, in their new and noteworthy section. And back then, I did actually say things like, wow, I'm number five. And I didn't realize back then that there was no numbering and that position didn't really reflect anything other than that's simply where Apple decided to put me. And that was fun to be featured. And I wrote a blog post about it. I talked about it in one of my episodes. And it was definitely inspirational because That helped me to realize the market that existed for what I was putting out, which then led to a year later leaving my full-time job so that I could pursue the opportunities I saw in podcasting. I'll tell you more about that story in the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast. Despite being featured and getting that nice attention, and yes, the big spike from iTunes New and Noteworthy, the real work in growing my audience started after all of that. Because that big spike dropped off. And it dropped off in a big way. A lot of people checked out my podcast and a lot of people didn't like it and they left. Some people, yes, liked it. Some people did find the podcast because of its being featured in New and Noteworthy. Yes. And some of them are still listening to this day because of discovering it that way. But I saw bigger growth after that. And for you, when you're launching your podcast, please don't obsess over this launch formula or anything like that and trying to rank well in iTunes and such. You'll get much better results if you focus on creating a great podcast and growing your audience organically, person by person, relationship by relationship. And regardless of where you are in your podcasting journey, I think obsession is unhealthy. If anything, you could maybe obsess over delivering value to your audience. And yes, you'll be respected for that. That's something I've often obsessed about. I even used the phrase recently when talking to someone else saying that I have an obsession for excellence. And I I know I'm respected for that. But that obsession comes at the cost, at least in my experience, of personal connections with my audience. And it may be the same for you. I often struggle with this. And after my recent question of my transparency in the Audacity to Podcast, and do you feel like you know me enough, the general consensus was, we think you share enough, but we don't know you all that well. So it's a careful balance, not an obsession with anything. Obsession is never healthy. So that's why I say number seven, don't obsess. And number eight, don't give up. Not everyone loved the Audacity to Podcast when I started. Not everyone loves it now. It especially seemed like listeners from Australia and New Zealand disliked me. And if you know very, very personal things about my life, you'll see even more humor in that statement. Uh, Those things I will not reveal 
in uh, my upcoming episode. But the second review I ever received for the Audacity to Podcast was also my first kind of negative review. It was a three-star review from Aussie Jack from Australia, and it was my first international review. Their review said, I quote, tends to waffle on a bit, but generally not bad. Second to the podcast answer, man. Cliff has been doing it for a while now. If Daniel has the long-term passion, he will only get better. Go, Daniel. Congratulations. Now, that review is surprisingly positive for being only three stars. But nonetheless, did you catch what they said? If Daniel has the long-term passion, he will only get better. And yes, I have the long-term passion. And I know my show has gotten better. I was at my previous job for 10 years and I should have left maybe six or seven years into it because I was suffering from burnout. I barely survived 10 years. I've been podcasting now for 10 years and I am not done with my passion in podcasting. I am thrilled to be in this industry. I love seeing the change people are making. I love seeing the incredible ideas people have in podcasting. And I know there's so many good ideas out there right now, so I feel bad to feature only one. But this is one that recently really amazed me. Check out podmusical.com. This podcast is called The Fall of the House of Sunshine. And it's a brilliant podcast. Imagine a comedy podcast, a musical podcast, an audio drama podcast, all mixed together. That's The Fall of the House of Sunshine. It's funny. It's not completely clean, uh, but it is mostly clean. It has a little bit of profanity here and there, but it's brilliantly done. Yes, has some hokey writing and maybe some hokey sound effects, but it's fun. I, the theme song is stuck in my mind, and it's brilliant, creative. Check it out at podmusical.com. My point here is that wherever you are in podcasting, Don't give up if you're not yet where you want to be. Maybe you're just starting out and you want to have thousands of people listening to you, but you have zero people listening to you. Don't give up. Maybe you've been podcasting for a while and you're trying to turn this into a business, but you're only making $10 a month from Patreon. Don't give up. Maybe you're struggling with improving your podcast and you feel like you keep missing every time you record an episode. Don't give up. Maybe you listen to your past episodes and you feel like, ugh, that was horrible. I don't know why I even continue this. Please don't give up. I absolutely believe you can make the world a better place because of your podcast. So please don't give up. Reach out to experts. Join my podcaster society if you've already launched your podcast or do whatever it takes to keep growing and improving. And you will see returns when you invest with smart work. Just please don't give up. These eight things to help you prepare for and learn from your first podcast episode are number one, serve your audience. Number two, respect your audience's time. Number three, plan your show's future. Number four, prepare your content and presentation. Number five, be yourself. Number six, stay focused. Number seven, don't obsess. And number eight, don't give up. Now, I've got a special bonus for you, and that is from Emily Prokop. 
host of the Story Behind podcast. But before I play that, I want to give one last promo for my next episode of the Audacity to Podcast because April 2nd, 2017 was my 10th anniversary in podcasting. It's funny that it fell right on the same time that I'm recording episode 300 of the Audacity to Podcast. That wasn't my original plan, but health, family, life, and other more important things got in the way. And so I had to take a little bit more time off in certain cases. But now I'm ready, I'm back, I'm looking forward to recording episode 301. So to celebrate 10 years of podcasting, my next episode will feature my wife, Jenny, and a little bit of Noodle Baby in there too. And my wife will be interviewing me and helping to tell my full story of podcasting in my business, and even with some of the ugly details along the way. I'll even include how podcasting helped me through what I call the year of hell, where I felt like everything in my life was killed or dying. So watch for that in episode 301. It will be a lot of fun. It may be a long episode. It may make you cry. It may make you laugh. But what I want it to do most of all is inspire you. And along the way, you'll get to learn my story and some of what makes me tick. So watch for that episode 301, the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast. Now, when I first announced what I would be doing for my 300th episode of the Audacity to Podcast, I got some good feedback from people going back and listening to my first episode and saying a couple things, and many of them saying things like, it really wasn't that bad. And I know I'm my worst critic, but I love what Emily Prokop did. She hosts the Story Behind Podcast over at thestorybehindpodcast.com. And I have a link to her show in the show notes. And Emily listened to my first episode. And Emily's one of my passionate fans of the Audacity to Podcast. She's been a member of Podcaster Society. And her podcast is really fun too, uh, giving you a lot of trivia information. It's the story behind different things. And I've learned a lot listening to her podcast. I do enjoy her podcast. So definitely check it out, thestorybehindpodcast.com. What Emily did is instead of simply sending me a paragraph or two critiquing certain things and such, she sent me a podcast episode and maybe intending for me to edit this out or quote this in certain ways and such. But I was really entertained by this myself. And so I want to share this whole thing with you. It's 10 minutes long, but it's great content. And I love Emily's perspective here. And she plays portions of my first episode of the Audacity to Podcast. So I want to let her share her thoughts, her experience, encouragement, and how that can inspire you as well. Welcome to the Audacity to Leave Feedback and Critiques for Episode 1 of the Audacity to Podcast, celebrating Daniel J. Lewis's 300th episode. I'm Emily A. Prokop from The Story Behind, and this is the non-award-winning in-depth analysis of Daniel's podcast about podcasting, where I give Daniel the gentle ribbing and remind him of the tools he used to launch his podcast, sharing his passion and finding success. Now, Daniel has consistently reminded podcasters not to be too hard on themselves for their first episode and to learn from the mistakes. And he's used his first episode as an example every time, saying he cringes at his acronym POD. As I say it now, I'm sure Daniel just shuddered a bit. But I want to take this opportunity to remind Daniel of something else he constantly says. One of the most important things in a podcast is the content. And from episode one, 
That is what Daniel brought to his audience. Here are some of my favorite takeaways from episode one. If you are not passionate about what you're podcasting, then why are you podcasting? Yes, I've been podcasting for more than a year, and I'm amazed at how many podcasters I've seen come and go because they don't have that passion for podcasting. Maybe not even passion for podcasting, but passion enough for the content they're creating. If you're in podcasting to make a quick buck, (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't even finish that sentence. I'm laughing too hard. (laughs) No, it won't happen. It doesn't happen. If anything, you'll most likely be putting some money into podcasting. But if you're passionate about it, you won't mind. If you're listening to this episode, or if you visit the site near the launch of this episode in the middle of June, then you will notice that Noodle Mix site is not totally designed yet. It's kind of in a beta stage. You mean you don't need a website to start a podcast? You don't have to be skilled in every single thing from audio equipment to editing to Audacity to Skype to mixers to microphones to website hosting to Twitter to HTML, HTTP, RSS, LOL, JK, BRB, ETC. Yes, Daniel just proved you can get behind a microphone and create amazing content. And it doesn't have to be the Heil PR40. I started with rock band mics for my first podcast. Does it sound good? Um, well, there's a reason we're not analyzing my first podcast here. So if you podcast passionately about something, then others will hopefully get passionate about it too. My new show, The Story Behind, is an educational and historical podcast. Oh boy, when I say it like that, could it sound any more boring? But what if I told you on my podcast, I explore the extraordinary history behind seemingly ordinary people, places, and things. All right, it sounds a little bit more interesting, right? What if I can't figure out my elevator pitch, so I just ramble on as I normally do? Telling you that I have an episode about the story behind the theremin, which was invented by a Russian spy, and he used this invention of this creepy instrument that sounds like, as an excuse to come to America. Or I have an episode about the story behind peanut butter, and I learned that there was a 12-year legal dispute between peanut butter companies and the FDA over the percentage of peanuts that allows it to be called peanut butter and not peanut spread. Yeah, that's a real thing. So when I find out these things, I love telling people about it, as I just showed you, and my voice gets higher and it gets a little faster, and I have to adjust the levels on my mixer and post-editing, but whatever. Even if I never have to recall that information again, I get to share it with people, and I love that. But do listen to yourself to try and find those verbal crutches that you may have, those things that are distracting to your content. All right, so I never realized how often I start my sentences with and, and not just a regular and, but I somehow turn it into a two-syllable word, and... Luckily, it's easy enough to take it out of my recordings, but it's still a verbal crutch in a way. But I'm lucky that now I'm conscious enough so that when I say it, I can pause and continue with my sentence so I can take it out later. And that's why I didn't release episodes very often, because of how much work was involved. Daniel, thank you for not pod fading when you realized how much work it is to podcast. Imagine a world in which Daniel J. Lewis pod faded after only nine episodes. I just... 
I can't. It's like an even worse version of It's a Wonderful Life. I highly recommend podcasting live. This, this right here is the first I highly recommend from Daniel J. Lewis. And it's one of my favorite phrases of his because if I hear him say it, my ears perk up because I know his recommendations have never steered me wrong. Of course, what follows in this instance is the recommendation to podcast live, which I don't think I would be able to do since I'm constantly stopping, starting. Plus, I'd have to change my podcast rating from clean to explicit for whenever I messed up. That dialogue in a podcast is what will bring people back and help them connect with you and feel more a part of the show and more part of the community. I made some incredible friends through my podcast and podcasting, and they were there when I needed them the most, which I'll talk about in a moment. Connect with these people on their level, and you will see your podcast grow, and it will help you during those downtimes, during those times that you might not feel like podcasting. My first podcast, The Classy Little Podcast, lasted a year, and I ended up pod fading when my co-host and I had a falling out, and it was bad. I was at the point where I couldn't look at my microphone without bursting into tears. Even my husband couldn't get me out of my funk, but I had podcasting friends like Daniel who reached out to make sure I was okay, and they uplifted me, and they told me to get back behind the mic. Then when I had the idea for my current show, The Story Behind, I found that excitement again, and I shared the news with those former listeners of my old podcast, and they were excited for me and the new show. And that right there is better than any amount of money or number in your stats. You can't put a monetary value on having passionate listeners. All right, one more clip, and I'm going to speed this up as it goes along so that if you're listening at 2x speed, it's going to whiz by. We'll be talking about benefits of PodCamps. I'm going to PodCamp Ohio. By the time that most people listen to this, I'll have been at PodCamp Ohio, and I may put some of those recordings in here as bonus shows. Uh, there are things about software audio enhancement that you'd probably love to learn. How can you make your audio sound better after you've already recorded it? What about WordPress? And what kind of plugins should you use with WordPress? Or what are some ways that you can generate a good audio promo for your podcast? What podcast directories are important and how can you get in them? What's the whole thing about RSS and feed burner and subscriptions and snaps and all that? What are some good practices when you're generating URLs for your podcast, little web addresses and such? What about advertising in your podcast? What are some ways to improve the quality of your podcast with equipment? What are some recommended equipments uh, that you can get? Equipments? Equipment, rather. Uh, what are the benefits of blogging or Twitter along with your podcast? How can you effectively podcast live? How do you analyze things like Google Analytics or some advanced analytics and campaigns? What are some good WordPress themes or how can you get a WordPress template? This and a whole bunch more. I've got 35 things on the list. Not only did Daniel give a great tease to get the listener excited to hear more, but did you notice a major podcasting question missing from that list of upcoming topics? How to be number one in new and noteworthy. But you know why I think it's missing? Because Daniel knows that getting into new and noteworthy doesn't mean you bring value, great content, and yes, pod, passion, organization, and discussion to your podcast. In fact, Daniel has a whole post on the audacitytopodcast.com called There is No Number One in iTunes Podcast, New and Noteworthy, which if you haven't read yet, I highly recommend you do so. Okay, so Daniel's great in everything, but before I sign off, I may have to deflate his ego just a bit with the next segment. This is how I could tell it was Daniel's first episode, because 2016 Daniel would never allow this to happen. Are you getting annoyed yet?
all those mouth sounds. <laughs> I'm sure Daniel is cringing right now listening to that, but there are a few reasons I noticed them. First, I was listening to the episode to scrutinize it, finding those tiny things that I knew Daniel would want to be called out on. And secondly, I was listening to the episode with my headphones on, the headphones I use for listening for those same sounds in my recordings, with the volume turned up higher than I would normally listen to a podcast. But do I notice them in other podcasts? Most likely no, unless it's so frequent that I can't help it. Plus, I listen to podcasts in the car, and when I first heard this episode driving, I maybe picked up two or three. But Daniel, just to make you feel better, I also picked out all the mouth sounds I heard in your most recent episode. Did you hear them? That's because there weren't any. Big shout out to John Buchanis at Audio Editing Solutions for moving them. But I have a feeling it's because Daniel has become much more aware of them and, more importantly, how to avoid them. So, happy 300th episode, Daniel, and thanks for giving me the guts and teaching me the tools to launch and improve my podcast. This is Emily Prokop from The Story Behind, and you can find out more at thestorybehindpodcast.com. Wasn't that fun? to hear Emily share that and point out some of the funny things. I was laughing through some things and, and yes, cringing at some things, but mostly laughing. Thank you very much, Emily, for sharing that great feedback. This has been an amazing journey in podcasting and helping other podcasters. Looking back at episode one of the Audacity to Podcast and looking at the comments on episode one were really cool because I discovered people who listened back then to the first episode some of them are still listening today. One of them, Max Flight, is a customer of mine. He's a member of Podcasters Society today. And I can also see comments from other people and some great uh, relationships that have formed because of hosting the Audacity to Podcast, because of sticking with it, because of not giving up, because of focusing on delivering value. And that's what you should do. Whether you're preparing your first episode of your podcast or your 300th or your 1000th or whatever number episode you're up to at this point, deliver value, serve your audience, respect your audience's time, plan your show's future, prepare your content and presentation, be yourself, stay focused, don't obsess, and don't give up. If you want the links and information, Go to the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash first episode. And for however many more episodes I get to share with you, I hope and plan to continue giving you the guts and teaching you the tools to launch or improve your podcast for sharing your passions, finding success, and changing the world. I hope this episode has done that for you and many more episodes to come. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.